Welcome, everybody, to The Outside Edge, a podcast about all extreme athletes and people that like to live on the outside edge. I'm your host, Dave Briscoe. You gotta love it. Joined by my fucking producer, <laughs> Nick O'Donohoe. There you go. That ought to make you feel better. Maybe do one of these numbers. That's the funny shit right there. Welcome, everybody. Hey, we got a fun host on, a uh, fun guest host. I'm your host. host. <laughs> we, fun, we got a fun guest on. He's been on the show before. You know him as the, uh, what do we call him? We call him the bubble boy. He's what? The, the blow bucket. The blow bucket boy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Wayne Carrolls. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. So nice. Wayne's with us right now on Skype, and we're, we actually we don't typically do video calls, but uh, we are on a video call, and he's got both his poodles on the dock uh, looking for alligators. Uh, that little one's bite size, Wayne, right there. Yeah, I know, man. It's scary. Yep, yeah. you're right. Good point. Where do you, where where are you? Where is what canal is that? Is that the same canal that Jeremy Kovac used to? Uh, Probably over? right off Lake Ida. Oh, Lake Ida. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Normally it's not this full of weeds, but but this water brought this in. So, it's uh, fucking people from Indiana. That's what it is. <laughs> fucking Indiana people. They bring their boats down. That's I got the same thing in my backyard. It's called Indiana pond weed, and that's from people bringing their boats to Florida. No and shit. Still have a little bit of shit on their trailer, and there you fucking go. Well, see, that's the same problem that we have in Minnesota. We have Asian milfoil, and you you'll get a big fine. If you actually um, transport that milfoil from one pond or one lake to the next lake, they'll, they'll actually check your trailer. And if you have a strand on it, you're going to get a ticket. And what's it called? Asian milfoil. Asian it's, milfoil. How yep, do you think it, I got here? That Asian milfoil. That came from the vagina. <laughs> Jeez, Dave. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, Asian. Yeah, Asian Asian milfoil. It's a long, it's a long spiral weed, and it takes over the lakes. It kills the ecosystem, and um, it burns up your motors because it gets inside your your cooling systems as well. Wow, sounds sounds horrible. Yeah, it is horrible. So Wayne uh, posted. uh, So if everybody remembers uh, that listens to the podcast regularly, last time Wayne was on, he was talking about the blow bucket. And our one of our guys that comes on the show regularly, Joey Allo, he lost like I don't know. He's gained it all back now, but he lost like twenty pounds doing the goddamn blow bucket and the. Come on! Well, I swear to God, and the awesome. shake. What was the shake thing you had? You had a bottle that you shook. He well, does fall in the shower. That's... I can imagine his balls are just flopping all over. <laughs> that was just kind of replicating the body blade. It's it's a neural a neural muscular efficiency recruiter so you want to get as many nerves firing as possible in your in your joints so your limb will actually fire and work the way you want it to and not just be strong that you'd get from like front deltoid raise or shoulder well, press it? or bench it was press. just a bo- how did you do it you took a pepsi bottle like a yeah you can take any you can take any kind of two liter pop bottle and just put a little oh, bit of water in it minnesota right there do you hear yeah. that oh. <laughs> and then put some then put some hockey tape around it for grip put the air back into it put the cap on and now you have this uh, squeezable device with some water in it, so you get that water oscillating, 
and you turn your shoulder, your wrist all over in every kind of direction, and you'll get that rotator cuff to respond, and it'll be um, a lot more functional strength than typically just single pressing in a single plane. I know well, the feeling I, with that I, rotator I cuff stuff. Yeah, it's 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 key. It's it's classic. It's a lot of people will will, will start doing lap pull downs and they'll get their shoulders so far back that it's not neutral anymore. Then all of a sudden they want to go swimming doing laps and they wonder why they're tearing their front deltoid because it's not it's not neutral. They've created that bully in that shoulder and then it's too tight for all those muscles that, that are so dynamic, they're like shoestrings. You can't wow. just tighten up one lace super tight like in a wakeboard binding. You gotta get them from the bottom on up. You gotta get, gotta, gotta get some integrity or, or some consistency in that shoestring pull. Otherwise you're not gonna have um, the strings working as a synergy. They're not yeah, gonna that, working as a family. Makes sense. My, my, yeah, my wife is a massage therapist and she talks about all the time, if you just take a bone structure, and, you know, if you look at a skeleton and you overdevelop, and that's why we have a lot of problems as water skiers, our backs tend to round as we get older because we've overdeveloped one side of the skeleton and the other side. Yep. So it curls it. It curls the whole skeleton. Yep. The, the, the posterior chain gets overdeveloped, and we're not doing any pushing or any rotating as much. We're doing a lot of pulling isometrically, and we're holding that contraction for a long period of damn time. Yeah. Especially when you pay a thousand bucks a week for a ski school. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you did some back barefooting. So that was a little bit, you know, yes. Yeah, a chest exactly. exactly. And there is, as a prime example, Frankenbush has got me rolling my shoulders forward when I'm going backwards now, instead of opening up and getting that chest high, rolling those shoulders forward, I get a lot more control out of the handle than what I used to. I well, I saw your <laughs> all on your heel side anyway. No, that was wakeboard. That wasn't barefooting. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Come here. So Nick, I gotta tell you, he sends a video the other day. He sends a um, was on Facebook, I guess, and he's out wakeboarding. And Wayne, how what, how old are you right now? You fifty yet? That was fifty three that day. I'm on my birthday. Wow. You're, oh, awesome. you just turned fifty three. On, on that day, yep. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday you. to you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're one year younger than me. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So I saw a video of myself. Um, uh, we, my wife and I went up to the um, uh, St. John's River up to Palatka. And we're up there. And we're having a good. We were with Gino and Angela, you know, Gino Yockler. And uh, we were with uh, Debbie and Brad and, you know, some friends of ours that we like to go experience the St. John's River and go have fun. Wonder. So we're all up there yeah. and we're drinking, we're partying, we're having a great time. And, well, a belly flop contest starts. Well, of course, you know, I'm not going to say no to <laughs> a belly flop contest. So I get up there and I, I, I did the first one and, and I got the best applause from the crowd at the sandbar that were also completely hammered. And uh, so then I'm like, well, some kid tried to do a flip. And granted, the water is maybe knee deep. It's maybe 16, 18 inches of water. Well, I get up on the back of the seat and I do a back flip into a belly flop and I nail it. Well, oh, that's awesome. It was great. But somebody caught it on video. And I watched the video, and I'm like, who is that old fat fuck? Like, I was so, like, I was beside myself fucking pissed off. So since, I, that was uh, three weeks ago, I've, I'm on this push to get down uh, to a, in the 170s again. And uh, I was 194. So I'm back down to 183 right now, but I'm fucking starving, and I'm miserable. And I'm a grumpy little cunt because I'm starving. <laughs> 
right. So. You want you want any advice at all? I want any. Some all right. Re asking. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Here's time. It's time to stoke your metabolism. Just like if you wanted to go and start this campfire, bonfire out here, I'm not going to load it up with logs, right? And hopefully, hell, it smolders and gets going. Right. I'm going to I'm going to inject it with a little bit of oak. I'm going to take a, a piece of oak. I'm going to split it in fours and keep feeding that fire a piece of oak, a, a quarter of an oak chunk. Then maybe <laughs> when the night gets going, I'll put a half a, half an oak chunk in there, half okay. a block. So, and I'm going to do that every 30 to 45 minutes to keep this fire, to keep this fire going. So your metabolism, what you want to do, you want to actually try to eat around 500 calories or 400 calories or 600 calories, whatever it is, grab a set level of good protein, good EFAs, good fats, and some carbs. Okay, hold on, hold on. 500 calories in what amount of time? Every four hours. Oh, every four hours. Okay. Set your set your time X to beep at every four hours and feed yourself like a freaking baby. Like a little baby. Yep, five, six hundred every four hours. And if you can get up at night, eleven o'clock at night, and do it again. And if you can get up at four in the morning or however that works really? out. Really? And have a, and so have wait a, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's six that that's six times a day. Yes. Every four Ab hours. Absolutely. My brother did it, and he dropped about 50 pounds. 500 calories. Dude, you'll get shredded. That's shredded. 1,000 calories. Yeah, and if you get that good essential fatty acid. You, hold on. Hold, no, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. If you got to do some work, though, too, right? You can't just sit on your ass doing nothing and eat 3,000 fucking calories. Mm, don't, don't, don't overdo it. Don't over pull the line. Don't over edge it. Don't go out in the flats and take a hard cut. And expect you're gonna freaking wallop over the way. Oh, okay, okay, it's that's the same funny. thing. Well, no, but it's the I, same, listen, Dave. It's the yeah, same but what it does, thing. it boosts your metabolism. Doing it that way cranks is what he's it, saying. Cranks it, cranks it, and it affects your your basal metabolism rate. And it gets it gets it, it doesn't make your blood sugar go high, low, high, low. It stabilizes your blood sugar because the first thing in the morning, you wake up, your blood sugar's stable. It's so it's calm. just protein. It's just like no, protein. Nope. It's not just for protein, but it's you got to be creative. You got to be creative. You got to got to get some steel cut oatmeal. You got to get some couscous. You got to get some grains, some grains that are not processed because you don't want the liver to deal with that processed shit. Can I keep drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw this in there. <laughs> Oh, that's also like, worth it. Listen, I'm not the only one listening to this podcast right now that has this question. No, but I, I know like, he, I know the answer is he's going to tell us because I hate the answer he's going to tell us. What? Dave, the first time I came to your ski school, how much shit did I bring with me? What do you mean? How many? How much gear did I bring? Oh, lots of gear. Dude, my jump skis. Yeah. I brought my I brought my trick skis. I brought my flip turn ski. And then I, I had a whole list of shit that I wanted to accomplish in how many days? Four and five days. And you and Zane Schwank were like, this guy's so full of shit. But you wanted to teach me what? The foundations of skiing and the foundations of line pull, the foundations of riding, riding whatever you were. What are you going to answer the fucking question? Can I, can I drink? It's the same thing. No. You, want, you, can't, you can't do it all. I, you got to let your liver calm down. Let your uh, liver clean up. And when you do this, Within, oh, within, within two and a half months, three months, you're going to be like, you know what? I can drink again. Now, see, I'm thinking again. what he's saying is on a, in a oh, perfect world, in a no, perfect no, world, no, that was the way you do it. So it's if you're going to do what he's telling you to do okay, and well, you drink, it's just okay, going to okay, slow down the process. 
Now, last night I had a pub crawl. You know, I do the pub crawls. And these people like, well, are you allowed to have a drink while you're on duty? And, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah, You know, I can't. Uh, I got to have a drink with them. It's your job. You can do whatever you want. It's my job. But as long as I'm not doing it every night. And I haven't been. Like, I actually, I've been. Uh, there's no calories in marijuana, I have found out. And uh, it's <laughs> almost the same buzz as a jack in water. So, you know. Stick with that. You can lose weight as long as you don't binge eat after you get high. I'm yep. just saying. As long as, you don't, as long as you don't jack with your blood sugar. Keep your blood sugar stable. And the first time I realized this, I actually had a, I had a, a pen, appendicitis, and I had it taken out. And the Navy, as well as I spent time in the Navy hospital for about five days. I spent time in the Navy hospital, and they fed me every three or four hours. And it was just basic food, like stewed tomatoes, soups, lentil, just basic food, clean food, no sweetener, no bullshit. And I walked out of there, and I was hitting the weights hard in the Navy, hard. But I could never lose my love handles, ever. But when I got under their diet for four days, holy shit, I bet I lost 10 pounds, 8 to 10 pounds of just fat. And it was amazing. And then and after do you that, still eat? do you still eat uh, four times a day? Or, sorry, six times a day? 3,000 calories? No, dude. Nah. Right now, I've been working on my new house. So I, I eat whenever the hell I can eat, and I eat... If I skip lunch because I'm working, ripping up tile or whatever. But when you get focused, when you want to get after it, and you can, life sets the stage to where you could actually focus on this now, then that's the way you want to approach it. Okay, here's the deal. This is what my brother, my brother basically told me the same thing. And I went through the process, but I was like, man, I can't. With my work schedule, I wasn't ready to put 100% into this. So he said, no problem, Nick. He said, eat a real small breakfast, like a, a little bit of oatmeal. He says, and if yep. you get hungry before lunch, had a handful of peanuts or cashews yep. or something like that. Yep. I lost yep. 40 pounds in yep. three months, and all I was yep. doing was walking on a treadmill, eating grilled chicken and yep. peanuts and, and oatmeal. And well, I was, was drinking on. beer, too. I had a couple beers a day. So. You want to know the opposite? You want to know how to gain weight? You ready for this? How many times a day do you think a sumo wrestler eats? Oh, shit. Uh, probably every hour. Huh. You ready for this? One time. Yep. One what? evening One evening meal. They, they, have, they, they make this big stew. I forget the name of it. I can't pronounce it anyway. They make a big healthy stew. They eat at night after training, and guess what they wash it down with? I don't know. Alcohol. Beer. Beer. Yeah. They wash it down with beer. So the liver will shut off. The liver will not process body fat so they can stack on. They can fill up all those fat cells. Four fried chickens and a huge, Coke. Huge. <laughs> no, but they, but they, it has a, it's a healthy stew. You Google it. It's, like I said, I can't pronounce the name, but it's a healthy stew and they all good stuff in there, but huge consumption. One okay, well, what about a night. fasting? So I hear fasting is good too. So Sure, but then what happens, Dave, is you'll attack your set level. And you'll attack your set level, and you're going to what's called catabolic. You become catabolic. Your, 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 your body will eat itself. It'll eat its tissue. It's called going catabolic. Well, woman Doesn't it create up. fat, though, when you do that? It, well, it does because... Your body wants to store... I'm sorry. Well, yep. Your body, your body thinks you're starving. Body thinks you're starving. It's like all, it's like the kids who are in Ethiopia or in Africa when we used to always say, "Look, look, look, they're starving," but they always had little pot bellies on them. They always had a yep. storage of fat. Just think, but they all their muscle was gone off their shoulders, off their ribs, off their face. All the muscle was gone. They were ripping up that muscle to get the protein so they could survive. Right. That's good so, stuff. Yeah, so, 
okay, so tell me if I need to change it. So I've lost 10 pounds, and this has only been, you know, uh, shit, two weeks? No, three weeks, I guess. Probably three weeks. And I've been riding my bicycle, and I've been doing, I've been trying to do, you know, at least 20 to an, 20 minutes to an hour of something per day, yeah, exercise wise. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm eat so I'm having like a keto coffee. I'm doing a decaf Perfect. coffee in the morning with Some coconut water. oil in it. Oh, there you go. Nice. Um, uh, I love coconut oil, and and, and my wife can lose it, use it as a lubrication. So actually, every time I smell. Coconut oil in the pan, I get a boner. So it's, it's awesome. But, uh, well, so I was going to say, an orgasm is roughly 200 dude. calories. So the more you dude. have, boom, burn them calories. Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan does not have this wet. Let me tell you. He does not. Have this wet. He does not. <laughs> I'm after Joe Rogan. I'm, Come I'm on, Joe. Get on the show, day. buddy. He'd love it. show one day and see, geez, how'd you pass me? And I said, I don't know, Joe. I just, uh, you know, I probably smoke about the same amount of weed. And, uh, you know, I uh, talk about things that people want to hear. Uh, so funny. yeah, but anyway, so I'm doing the coffee with the coconut oil in it. I do vanilla, um, stevia sweetener, and uh, sometimes I put the Kerrygold butter in there. So, but that's all I have from the time I wake up until I eat at lunch. And then at lunch, I try to have, I try to just count my calories. I try to stay, and maybe this is where I'm fucking up, maybe from what you're saying. I try to stay under 2,000 calories a day. I can't try to hit like 1,800 and then exercise. And, but I've dropped 10 quick, and I know I can go 10 more. But is there a better way? Well, I don't think you're screwing up. I just think you got to time it better. you got to get better timing. And that's why I like my Ironman watch because I set the four-hour window, and when it counts down— Well, I got this be- new thing called an iPhone. I don't know. Can I set that I think instead you can. of my Timex? I think you can. I think oh, absolutely you can. you can. Thank God for that. <clears throat> You don't wear you don't wear a watch? No, fuck! I don't wear a watch. Come on, <laughs> never wore a fucking watch. I barely wear a fucking wedding ring. Dude, when I got hungry, that's what I would do. That handful of peanuts and I'd pound water. I'd go through eight, ten I balls of water a day. Water. Yeah. Every time I felt that urge to want to eat, I'd just pound a bo- quick bottle of water. I'd be good to go. So Wayne, are yeah. you saying? Are you saying you said timing? But do I? Um, Stay at eighteen hundred calories and just time when I eat that, or do I go up to three thousand calories? Because I am fucking hungry. You, you got to figure out what you can tolerate. You got to figure out what you can tolerate. You got to figure out just oh, like I, I, so I'm, as I'm little fine. as possible. I'm, I'm I'm fine. Like the eighteen hundred, cal- but I'm hungry. Like I know I'm All hungry, right. but I know that I'm losing weight, so it it motivates. All me. right, so you want to make sure that that you're not losing muscle weight because you know. There's different weight in the body. There, there's water, there's organs, there's fat, there's skin. You're not going to lose any skin weight ever. And there's I muscle. I dropped that off my penis. And you're... <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, and, and, you're, and, and you don't want to lose your muscle because that's your best friend when, when it comes to burning, when it comes to metabolizing How many calories fat. do you burn whacking off? 200. Is Dude, that a deal? The orgasm's 200 calories, roughly. Really? At least that's what they say on the internet. You know everything's true on the internet, right? Huh. <laughs> so if I whack off four times a day, that's 800 calories. See, now if you want to do, yeah. But if you if you have somebody else do it, it's 820. <laughs> <laughs> or 420? Can it's you say 420? One. Throw out the, the last one. The last one deserves that. that was a good one. <laughs> oh, my God. 
We could do this so, one. Wayne, you, you started wakeboarding again. You said you went wakeboarding with a buddy the other day. What was that story? Yep. No, it's, I, I met a guy down here now that, that he has a Mastercraft um, XS or... It, it, NXT. NXT, yep. And he uh, it's an older one, and he keeps it loaded up. And um, he, I, I store my trailer in his backyard, and he says that you know, he loves to ski. And I'm like, dude, I don't find enough... I don't have a driver all the time. He's like, call me any freaking time. Oh, I called him. I called him last night. I texted him last night. He's like, hey, when the rain stops, you want to go out? I'm like, I would. I absolutely would. But I'm working on my damn house. Once the, once the house gets done, nothing better than going out in the rain. Then all of a sudden, it stops and nobody's on the water. Right. So right, yeah. Right. So he's a big. He's a big rider. Um, and he's, he's he doesn't really want to get too much into barefooting, which is fine because I got barefoot buddies and I got slomski buddies and then. It's always good to have wakeboarding buddies who, right. who can drive for wakeboarding and 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 get the lingo and and uh and just watch you and see if they, if they can help you progress at all. So yeah, I, I set it down for a while. I didn't really set it down because I have a park board too. So I go to the cable parks every now and then, and um, my goal is to always go off every jump. I just I don't hit the slides that much because I just I just don't I'm not comfortable. Yeah, doing them There's yet. Still, you got to get way over the front of your board. And I I watched your ride tape the other day. And- <laughs> Yeah. So you want to be when you're riding, you want to be 60 percent of your weight needs to be on the front foot and you're riding about 60 on the back foot, which a lot of people do. Um, You'll get a lot more balance by being over the front of the board more. And when you hit the rails, you'll be out. It's they're slippery. They're about five times more slippery than the water. So I'm so I'm balanced, but I'm not really balanced on my board. Right. You got to get over that front foot. 60 percent front foot, 40 back. And yeah. then you lead with your hip. Your hip is always right. going to lead in wakeboarding. All right. But one and of the, the cool I... thing about it, so this is how simple it really is. The boat, when you're tied to a boat, you can only go so far out one way and so far out the other way. So yeah. all you are is a swing. And if you lead with your hip on a wakeboard, it's different because you're sideways. So now your hips become your front and your back, you know, because that's the way the board's going. So if your hip leads and you point it on a 45-degree line, 45 is about the most you're going to be able to cut into the wake. It doesn't matter how you take off or how you land. One of your hips has to be on that 45 at takeoff, and one has to be there for landing. So if it's going to be, like, say, let's say you do a scarecrow, which is a toe-side front roll. You come in, and on the, on the approach, your lead hip is 45 degrees to the boat path, and you do the flip, and then it's got to be 45 degrees to the boat path on the way down. Whereas... Uh, so that's a front roll. If it's a scarecrow, it's a front roll with a 180. So your front, your left hip would have to be 45 on the cut in, on the takeoff, and then you do the flip, and on the landing, you bring your right hip around to point in that 45. And it never changes. It doesn't matter what trick you're doing. All right. So that's for the audience and you. All right. Yeah, I mean, and um, one of the things that I really love to do is ride my wake skate, especially back here. I'll ride it up and down here for an hour. In this and, little um, canal that you're on? Yeah, the- dude, I love it. I absolutely love it, man. Are you shit? Yeah, no, I love it. I'll go up and down, surface turns. I'll do 100 surface turns one direction, 100, <laughs> sur- 100 surface turns the other direction. I'll ride it square. I'll ride it square, and I'll act like I'm doing front-to-backs wakeboarding. I mean, barefooting. Oh, yeah. And then, um, and then, when, and then if I have enough people in the boat, I'll shake the rope, to tell them to go to 45, and I'll jump out. What are they calling you with, a jet ski? No, my... I have a I have a Malibu. Um, um, you ride a fucking Malibu with a canal? Fuck yeah. yeah, we all do. We Sanger's back here. 
So, let me tell the yeah. audience, the audience can't see what we're talking about right now. He's, he's on a, this is one of the canals in South Florida that regulates the water from coast to coast. And this thing is straight as an arrow and it's glass, it, but it can't be, there's no way that that is 50 feet wide. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> 50, 60 feet wide. So two boats are going to barely. Like, uh, you don't, you don't let that happen. If you see a boat coming, you either give them away or they give you away. Right. How long does it go? It's about a mile. It's I was going to say, mile. it looks pretty long. All the way down to the end, it actually gets, gets wider. So I actually slalom ski on this, too. I, I, I shorten the rope as short as possible with that 44 off or whatever. And I ski at about 34 miles an hour, and I, I run it. I hit it hard out here. Jesus. Wow. You really yeah. could get pulled with a four-wheeler uh, four on the other side You there. could. Yeah, you could. Well, you could. Yeah, because yeah, all really the piers are on the one side where all the houses are. I see that. Remember yeah, that over, commercial where there's there a trick skier on behind, getting pulled behind a horse? Oh yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> you know, do you, yep. Nick, wasn't that somebody? Wasn't that a show skier that did that? Oh, knee I, border, knee border trick skier. Yeah, I've seen knee too. borders do it, behind four wheelers, behind trucks. You know, this is my fucking contractor. Look at this shit. Hey, it's you know Dave Jennings is dead. Did you it's know that? Crap. Is it Dave Jennings? I'm pretty sure. Geez, I hope I'm saying this right. <laughs> if I'm wrong, Dave, I'm sorry. Um, fucking opioids. Goddamn oh, opioids. God. I have a Craig Llewellyn. Uh, one of the most genuine water skiers I've ever met in my life, Canadian boy, just a great guy, opioids. Uh, Dave Mira, he was in the X Games with me in 96, dead, opioids. Oh, my God. It's just, uh, it, it makes me sick, those fucking opioids. Yeah, well, Delray Beach is the, is the number one rehab capital in the nation. Oh, I wonder why that is. Yeah. <laughs> right? We have, yeah, we have. Like, <clears throat> we're about to have the reason on the podcast here pretty soon. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that. Elite, edit that. <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> You're not gonna fucking edit it. So all. anyway, hell no. One of my best. One of my favorite tricks. Back to me. <laughs> Good. One of, my favorite, one of my favorite tricks is I do a, a wake skate jump out. So I'll shake the rope and I'll ride the wake skate square. So I'm riding it like hang ten style, and I go off to the side, forty five miles an hour, shake the rope, jump out, and barefoot. So, you gotta be a bitch to drive for with all your fucking little messages here. Right. <laughs> what do you mean? I shake the rope. I shake the fucking knowledge. rope. I shake common the knowledge. rope. I lift my left arm. I fart out of my left cheek. <laughs> fucking. No, we, but in show skiing, in show skiing, we all shook the fucking rope. Shake the rope. Boom. Go. Who's your driver? How's this guy doing? Have you yelled at him yet? Your neighbor that. Have you yelled at him for his driving yet? No, I, he hasn't driven me yet. It's coming. Oh. No, yep. but, but oh, oh, the guy across the little. Well, no, the guy, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna yell at him. No, nah, it's it's he's laid back. They're out there. I've, actually, they're, they're out there smoking weed. So, can he drive? Not, oh yeah, he can drive. Yep, straight. Yep. See, see that's the funny thing. Right. I tried to barefoot like 15, 20 years ago, and I couldn't do it. And I had an amateur driving the boat. And then when I came down to Florida for your celebration of life with you and your dad, for your dad. I barefooted because we had a professional boat driver in the boat. He knew what he was doing. I stepped off the ski like I'd done it, and I hadn't done it in 30 yeah. years. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, it, it makes a huge difference. It yeah, makes Nick a and I huge just, I difference. I don't know if you knew that, Wayne, but uh, Nick came up. My dad passed in February, and uh, we did a celebration of life here. And Nick came in from Texas. That's why he's producing the show now. But we oh, did wow. – uh, my dad always did a Labor Day – ski parade so oh, we kind of awesome. did that it wasn't a ski show it was just a ski parade so i said hey nick you want let's go barefoot and he's like fuck what am i gonna say no to that 
Can't you say know. no to that. Hell no. Nice. Awesome. So we did it. We a couple of old fat guys, you know. Boat was doing 47 and we were still sinking. <laughs> yeah, but we look good sinking. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I made a tumble turn, too. Yeah, you did. How old was your dad, Dave? He was 84. All right. He was all 84 right. and he had Alzheimer's. And, uh, you know, we haven't really talked about it on the show yet, but uh, the short story is he had, he had Alzheimer's. Uh, he broke his hip in January. That set him back about another year. He, uh, I got him out of the nursing home. He came to my house, and he lasted a month. Uh, but you know what? He was here. He was at my yeah. house. He was in the boat every day for ski school students. And uh, the, the, the the funny part. Oh, is, God, this is hilarious. I know that dad would be fucking laughing his ass off at this. But I go out. The day he died, he wasn't having a good day. <laughs> and uh, I wheel him out to the, the living room in the hospital bed. And I had students that morning. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm not going to be able to get dad in the boat today. So I called mom and got her over. And she's he, he was kind of in and out. And he he was dehydrated. I knew it. And so she's trying to drop cranberry juice in his mouth by covering the straw and dropping it in his mouth. Covering the straw. Dry. And you listen. For, I said, listen for him to swallow. You'll hear him start breathing again. And then, you know, wait a minute and just keep dropping the cranberry juice in. We thought he had oh, a UCI. Man. So I go out and do, do the lessons. Well, I come back in an hour later, and I look, and I was like, oh, shit. He's, I knew he's dead. I mean, there's no – when somebody leaves their body, man, I tell you what yeah. people say, you can tell. They're not fucking lying. Like, no. he's, he's gone. So mom is still dropping the fucking cranberry juice in, and it's coming out of the corner of his mouth. She might have drowned him. I don't know. But it's, it's, probably, it's probably the best, best thing for him at the point he was at. Oh, so, Dave. So then I, so she goes, David, I think he's still breathing. So she's got his, her hand on his neck. She goes, I think I still feel a pulse. I'm like, oh shit. So I go down there and I'm feeling, and I, I don't feel anything, but she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's a pulse. Do something, do something. Well, I signed to do not resuscitate, but if I don't do anything right now, my Catholic mother will never let me hear the end of it. So I start doing compressions and I just had a CPR class this summer and I'm thinking, oh, this is cool. You know, you never really get to practice on a real situation, oh my you God. Take class, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm like, so I'm pushing on his chest. I'm making sure I don't break his ribs and I'm, I'm more putting on a show for mom. And then I grab his nose and I go and make contact and I blow in his mouth and his chest raises a little bit. And I compressions again. I'm like, Oh yeah, no, no, no. You gotta blow harder. You gotta see the chest raise. So I, I grab his nose again and I blow and his chest really comes up that time. Well, on the exhale, the peanut butter toast that he was eating that s'more the morning was still stuck to the roof of his mouth. And when that exhale came out, that corpse spit a fucking piece of peanut butter toast right into my mouth. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. And I know my dad was looking down going, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what a story. Wow. Oh One God. more. One more, my boy. Good exit. Oh. My dad had a great exit. You know, it, it was I was really sad for and I'm still sad. But I was crying, you know, for about a month and a half and two months. And then I was like, what are you crying for? Like, if somebody could write their death, it couldn't have been better. You know, he, he was here. He was at the lake. He was in the boat every day. And no struggle, no gasping for air. The nurse told me that when Alzheimer's patients usually die, it's hor a horrendous death. They're gasping for air. They're gurgling. They're, the fight for life is horrible. He never went through that. Oh, so, man. That's you know, nice. we're going to die. I, and yeah. I think he, if you could write it, um, it was the, uh, it, it was a good death. <laughs> nope.
You're right. Absolutely. So Wayne, what else yeah. on, brother? No, I mean, that's it. I mean, I, I just bought this house about two months ago and um, we had to rip off all the paint on every single freaking wall. Came off like wallpaper. Um, wow. I had a hole in that wall, the window leaked. So we took the window wall and just made a, a big wall, a solid wall, and now the painting is about done. So and, what, uh, what was the roof leaking before? Or? No, it was just uh, like, for instance, this was the kid's upstairs bathroom. So the dad never checked the caulk on the window. So all the water would come right down the window. And um, also those freaking shutter racks. If you ever put bolts to your stucco, they're going to leak unless you freaking seal them with some kind of lithium grease or something. If you don't use your caulk right, it makes a lot of mess. Uh, yeah. So anyway, it, it all leaked down and it rotted the outside wood. So we had a whole whole structure demo out here. Um, had to put all new wood in there and new, new plywood on the outside and new stucco. And, and uh, yeah, so that was that. And then, then I ripped up five ton of tile myself and hauled it away. Oh, my God, did that age me. I was yeah, gonna say, and, um, you know, you're about the same height and almost the same darkness as a Mexican, so it should be natural <laughs> for you. <laughs> I actually bought some stilts. They let me try the stilts. And the second time wearing the stilts, I was doing surface hops on them. Like this. And the men, I can't the barefoot on them yet. They're skiing on them. I don't know, man. That sounds risky. That's something Zane would do. For fuck's sake. You barefoot in a 20-foot-wide canal. Yeah, but you just, stay, you just stay in the curl. It's not a big deal. Stay in the curl. Right? Stay in the curl. Get up I, on that table. I'll stay in the curl. Don't go some, in the flats. Those fucking stilts. I'll show you how you freaking work on some stilts. <laughs> I've been on a disc with a girl on stilts and fucked her once on a disc. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Joe, Joe Rogan can't come close to that. He ain't gonna be able to top that. <laughs> oh, hey, funny. <laughs> right on. Well, what do you think, boys? What time is it? Seven thirty-one. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Fuck. Have you guys been watching hockey at all? Are you oh, still playing? I am so happy. So the, they play the, the right now. They're in the final. It's the final four teams in the NHL. But this year in the NHL, all these fucking teams, because of the goddamn fake COVID disease, they've been uh, all playing each other. There's only six teams, and they play each other all year. So they hate each other. Like they're the hate is unbelievable. Oh wow! Well, the Islanders. The only way they've been winning is by gooning it up, by by hitting hard, cheap shots, fighting. Well, really? Tampa goes, you want to fucking fight? You want to go, boys? Let's go. And they got Patty Maroon. This guy came from St. Louis. He's won the Stanley Cup the last two years in a row. Once with St. Louis, once with the Lightning, and they got a chance to win it again. And this fucking guy, he, they call him the big rig. He's, he's a big dude, and he'll swat with anybody. Oh, it's awesome. So he's playing tonight? Is he playing tonight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's on. It's on at eight o'clock. So it's on in thirty minutes from. Well, right now the podcast that we're recording, where it's on in thirty minutes from right now. So you'll probably know the score by the time you listen to this. But what a oh, it's going to be a shit show tonight. Like they are going to go at each other tonight. So it's it should be a good show. So I think I think we're going to wrap it because I think Wayne is uh, lost connection, and uh, that was a great show, man. I, I really enjoyed that. Please remember everybody. Uh, patreon.com uh, so let's do this right patreon.com uh, forward slash am I saying this right it's 
forward slash the outside edge. Right. All one word kind of things. Yeah. As you can see, we had a little technical difficulty, but we're all good. We were at the end of our podcast anyway, so we want to thank you for listening. Don't hesitate to share with your friends, follow us, and we'll be putting some more out soon. Y'all have a good one.